Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Uh, Mom, this is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. The important thing is to learn a lesson every time you lose. James McEnroe. One of my favorite stories is from the Bible. It's about a woman who is about to be stoned to death for a mistake she made. Jesus said to the crowd, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Everyone thought about it, placed their stone down, and walked away. In life, we have to remember not to judge ourselves when we make a mistake because there is a lesson to follow that will teach us a valuable lesson. I will embrace my mistakes and accept the lessons willingly. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. 
IBM. Let's create. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road takes you. If you're taking on your adventure in a new 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination, the journey itself, or both, your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without even the need to connect your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. Once again, I am so blessed to be able to share some of the most incredible people that I can call my friends who are in this entertainment business. And today I'm sharing with you, so get your pen, paper, however you document information, get it together, because we have director extraordinaire Melvin Jays. Put your hands together. Yay! <laughs> hey, Melvin. How's everybody doing? Hey, what's going on? Listen, I knew I really super liked you when I met you, but then I fell in love when I saw HU. What? HU. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my daughter graduated from HU. Bison power. Wow. All day. You guys are on fire right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I don't think people know that a lot of CNN. Uh Journalists, NSNBC journalists are also alumni. I found that out after, Uh you know, they were speaking about in the AKAs. So congratulations, Howard. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Getting ready to run the world. Thank God. Yeah, well, you know, I think we've been running the world for quite some time now. Yeah. You know, I think that, uh, you know, there's there's a lot. I mean, this is something that we all know when when you step foot on on campus at, at Howard you're quickly reminded of the legacy in which you are, you know, positioned to be able to follow. That's right. Um, and, and and they let us know very <laughs> abruptly. Listen, you know, I uh, was there. Um, my daughter graduated in 2007 um, uh-huh. when Oprah Winfrey spoke. Okay. And I mean, it was, um, and I had been there prior when, um, 
oh my God, in the eighties when uh, uh-huh. one of my girlfriends graduated and Camilla um, Cosby was okay. one of the, was the keynote speaker, yeah. but there is a energy and a power when you step on that field, uh-huh. you know, um, where the administration buildings and all of that, yeah. I don't know what they yeah. call that. Uh-huh. Um, and I love to just visit my daughter just to feel yeah. that, Yeah, you know? So kudos to you, man. I mean, it makes sense that you got the resume that you got. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I knew in looking at, you know, going through your bio and everything, there were some things that I, I definitely knew. But I want you to, our audiences of actors and, right. you know, get in a Melbourne, whatever you feel you need to tell them. Uh-huh. But I, I love the fact that you PA'd and yeah. were mentored by Sydney Lumet, what? Yes. yes. How that was, was the, that experience? How did that come about? Well, that was the pivotal moment, I think, for me when I decided to go full on into, you know, working in the film industry. I graduated from Howard with a degree in political science pre-law, and I had every intention of yeah. going on to uh, law school. Uh, because like I was saying before, when you step on the campus of Howard, there's such a rich legacy of leadership um, that you learn about that comes from all different walks of life in all different areas, whether it be from politics to entertainment to philanthropy, all across the board. And <clears throat> it's kind of instilled in you at such a level that you're not taught to be mediocre. You're not taught to be normal. You're not taught to fit in. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, taught to, you're taught to go into whatever field that you're going into and to excel and be leaders and be inspiring mm-hmm. and, and, and make a difference and add your name to the rich legacy of people that have come through, you know, the halls of Howard University. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I left school, you know, I said I was going to take a year off and uh, before applying to law schools. And within that year, I, uh, I went to work as a production assistant for uh, Sidney Lumet on a film called Night Falls on Manhattan. Yes, and, one of my favorites. And, you know, I think before that I had been kind of... Uh, wavering in my interests. I knew that whatever that I chose to do, it was going to be, like I said, full on, full on 100% 100 commitment. Mm -hmm. And and so I was struggling with how to marry my my interest in making a difference in in my community and feeding my creative impulses, uh, which Mm. was very strong. And so uh, that, that year that I took off and went to work with Sydney, I think solidified it for me. And I knew very quickly under his mentorship that this was what I was supposed to be doing. This is how I was supposed to be making my difference and making my impact. Right. And right. Um, he was very gracious and very uh, nurturing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that my ignorance in terms of knowing how the film business worked was. <laughs> I, think you, I think you're going to answer my question. Yeah, I think that my ignorance in, in, in knowing how it all worked was an asset to me um, yeah. because, you know, me going into the film industry from a, you know, PA standpoint, you know, yes. not going to film school, uh, not knowing the protocols and um, not understanding the overall, you know, this quote unquote etiquette or what, a, or what it means to be a production assistant on a film of that size with, and yes. with a director of that size. And um I said, well, you know, if I'm going to go into this thing, I'm going to go into this thing 100% fully committed. And I just basically latched myself onto Sydney, um, so to speak, 
and and wanted to learn every wow. single thing that he was dishing out. And also me deciding that, you know, all of the different departments that I was going to work in from that point on, on every other film, like Donnie Brasco and The Devil's Own and Ransom and all the other films. I wanted to learn every everybody's job because yeah. that's what I thought that being a director was at the time. I thought the director knew everything about wardrobe, everything about grips, everything about, yeah. you know, DPs. Every, like, I thought that he could literally do every person's job. Right. And so that's the approach that I entered into it. Mm-hmm. You know, every part of it, I just fell in love with, you know, I just fell in mm-hmm. love with every part of it. And even at that time, you know, I, I, I wasn't really, I don't think I was really fully committed to being wanting to be a director. My focus at that time was screenwriting. I love writing. Mm. I, used write, I used to write for the Hilltop newspaper, school newspaper. Oh, Washington, DC. Yeah. My girlfriend was the editor. Yeah. You know, and so, um, I had my, you know, uh, uh, wow. in Hilltop. Mm-hmm. And so I had a very strong background in writing. And so, um, I transitioned that, that into screenwriting and, um, I was working on Donnie Brasco at the time. I think Sydney had got me a job as a production assistant on Donnie Brasco. Mm-hmm. And I had been working with this other friend of mine who went to actually went to film school and wanted to be a director. And you know, our plan was, you know, I was going to write the movies. He was going to direct the movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty much a very jump in head first kind of person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not the kind of person that kind of dips your feet in the water and then slowly gets. I'm the. I'm, Are you I'm, an Aries? I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the kind of person. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm. Di- I dive all in. You know, yeah. and so that's that's the approach that I wanted to take with this whole process of making movies. And so the you know part of the downfall is that is that you know when you like that you don't like waiting around for people to make up their minds you know Mm -hmm. you don't like the process of you know dealing with people who kind of slowly move into things yeah and so i I got fed up and decided you know what if you know people are not going to step up i'm going to step up and just do this myself and then Mm -hmm. that was the thing that made me jump into directing so i want to just go back a little bit because i really need our audience to understand uh-huh. who won, I always strongly suggest that they imdb.com everyone. So right. they need to know who Cindy Lumet is. And uh-huh. then you said something in terms of etiquette. Ladies and gentlemen, as a production assistant, which is considered the lowest on the totem pole, you do not venture into what's called video village, where right. the director and the producers and screenwriters and DPs are, because uh-huh. you're not, you don't belong there. Right. So I want to know how you had the nerve and the audacity to approach <laughs> Sidley Lamed. Like I said, it was because of my my ignorance. But I'm about- saying, I, I know that I understand the ignorance, but I'm saying like, right. like to, in that ignorance, so you just like, you knew who he was and oh, you just yeah. walked well, up you know, my My impulse to want to, to want to know, mm-hmm. my impulse to want to learn and my impulse to want, my impulse to want to, to understand how this, that entire machine worked wow. was much stronger than anything else. And, you know, I think there was some part of me that knew that it wasn't my place, but, you know, m- my impulse was so strong yeah. to, to want to know that and to want to see how the, the you know, all of the wheels were turning. I said, well, I'm just going to risk, you know, risk it and venture into this, this space. And then, you know, until somebody tells me to get the hell out. Because it could have gone either way. They could have yeah. said, okay, and see, here's your last check. Thank you. But, and, you know, ironically, what happened is the AD screamed at me the first time that I, 
but I think you know he 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 screamed on me in such a a harsh way mm-hmm. right, that it got the attention immediate attention of Sidney Lumet and mm-hmm. and then he in turn he in turn kind of scolded the AD about you know his approach and mm-hmm. I'm telling you that that wasn't the first time that you know that particular AD had kind of screamed on somebody right so I think it was mm-hmm. also a combination of Sydney kind of being a little fed up with the way people were being treated and so mm-hmm. so when it culminated to me. It, you know, his his reaction was to kind of put the AD in his place and then also say, hey, come here, young man, if you want to wow. sit right here next to me. Wow. And, uh, you know, and then from there, I didn't have a problem with anybody telling me not to. You I'm know. sure. What? You yeah, were yeah. protected. <laughs> like, I just think that is such an incredible story that mm-hmm. I want to resonate with actors right. because it takes a lot of courage in this business. Mm-hmm. But to be able, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, that's, I mean, Sidney Lumet doesn't have that personality. However, he has right. the weight of a Scott Rudin. And so you need to know who these people are. But I think too, that the entertainment business, because you and I both have worked with Spike, Mm -hmm. that that there's this synergy that's created where, you know, the ADs, you know, you go over there, they're yelling and all this. And, you know, it's very rare that people treat people like human beings. Yeah, yeah. And we're all here for the good of the project. Nobody's here to manipulate or anything like that. So the combination of working, being mentored by Sidney Lumet and being on these amazing productions. I mean, Uh Ransom was, um, you've also worked with Ron Howard and Martin Scorsese. Like you came into this business on top. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can honestly right. say I PA'd on Chuck D's music video and then worked myself up as a kid. Right, right. Yeah. But you just like went for the jugular straight yeah. up. And I think that that says a lot about who you are uh-huh. and where you are in uh-huh. your life. So in working, you know, some of the things as a director for you, what were some of the things that you were able to maybe being that you work with the grades, you know, uh-huh. taking a little bit here, taking a little bit here, and then maybe using applying, but now we have director Melvin James. Right. Well, I, I, one of the things that I, you know, realized right off the bat was, and after working with Sydney, I got to see the style and approach that of that other directors took. Mm-hmm. And that that made me realize, OK, yeah, so everybody has an individualistic artistic style and approach in the which they wait and how they go about making films. Right. And that kind of brought me out of this notion that, um, you know, that it was kind of like a, I guess, for lack of a better term, a cookie cutter kind of position where you could go from one film to the mm. next to the next and kind of being relatively the same. And that's right. when I, I started to realize that directors are really artists. That's when I started developing the directors were really artists. Yeah. And and how everybody's approach and method of making movies and how they dealt with actors and how they dealt with crew and how they set up shots and you know what was was very specifically tailored to their particular artistic integrity. Mm. Um, I think that with my style and approach is 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 more of a reflection of Sydney's because he was the first person that I that I learned from. Mm. Right. I mean, and also, right. you know, when I when I went on to work on other films, I, I really was just being a PA. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I, I oh, wasn't. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? I didn't venture into Video Village and, and you know, yeah. stuff like that on some of these other films, you know. Right. And because, you know, I, I learned from Sydney, I learned. And I think that also it was just 
you know, looking back on it, I think it it, it was just the, where I was supposed to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think that if I had, if, if my first movie had been Donnie Brasco or Ransom, I'm, I, I question whether or not I would be doing this. You know, from being a creative person, I would have found my creative niche. But, you know, I really do question sometimes whether or not I would be doing what I'm doing right now if I had been working on Donnie Brasco, Ransom, or The Devil's Own, or one of those other films, and then ventured into Video Village in the, in the 80s screaming at me and gotten fired. Yeah. Would I have, I might have just said, back, well, you know what, hell, let me just go ahead and go to law school. Yeah, because I've seen people in a in a a Spike Lee production meeting, right? Leave their department and open up a mailbox, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because of the you know, a kid, yeah. there's yeah. you know some screaming on that. Set. Yeah, you know, and um, I what well, you know, I know that none of those other directors would have handled that situation the way Sydney had handled it. Agree, and, and 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 because of that, you know, is. I, I very strongly feel this is why I'm <laughs> doing what I'm doing today. A blessing. So. so as a director, what are some of the things that, you know, I want to know things that you specifically look for with actors when you're mm-hmm. um, auditioning and we're in self-tape age now. Right. And also what are some of your pet peeves, things that actors really need to pay mm-hmm. attention to, or, you know, something that they should, you know, hear from a director. Cause it's very rare that an actor will talk, to directors? Mm-hmm. I think the number one thing for me is authenticity. You know, we call it acting, but I don't want to see your acting. Basically. Okay. <laughs> I think that, you know, it's, it's hard because I'm one of those people, you know, I, I, I kind of don't really like the whole entire like casting process mm-hmm. in, in a sense. And what I mean by that in a sense is that, you know, I think that there, there are too many people who want to be actors for the wrong reasons. Right. And because they want to be actors for the wrong reasons, their approach to the craft is not. Is or not. not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, the, or the lack of the lack of approach is, is it adds, you know, it just clutters. the It just clutters, you know, the, the field, you know, uh-huh. and, um, you know, looking back, I was just thinking about this today, actually, because I was looking at a picture of Martin Scorsese and, and Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas mm. and thinking about how in, if you look at back at their older films, you see a lot of the same actors. And I think that mm-hmm. Spike Lee kind of followed this formula as well. Mm-hmm. Like you see a lot of the same actors, you know, you know, De Niro yeah. and Pesci and, you know, yep. all these different people there, Carvey Cartel, they're, they're in probably, probably like 50 or 60% of <laughs> their films, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that one of the reasons why is because, you know, it's it's easier as well as, I think, smarter to pull people into your films or who you know are going to bring a certain level of authenticity to it, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, if I have a role in a film and why am I going to sit there and you know, look at 200 people to, who want, want to call themselves actors who are not going to approach the craft at the level that they need to approach it as opposed to just, let me just call De Niro. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I know he's going he's gonna to jump into this with, you know, 110% commitment and authenticity to the role and, and also just kind of building a team like that, which is kind of, I think, where I'm, the role that I'm on right now is about building a core of, of actors in that in that regard 
Ooh, we got a core for you today. You know, <laughs> we got some actors you can start yeah. building with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and um, so me, you know, for me, authenticity, um, the approach to acting, mm-hmm. putting in the work. Acting is not just when you get a role. Yeah. You know, what I mean? acting is not just when you have an audition. Mm. You know, are you going to, you know, to 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 stores and picking up material on acting? Are you are you studying plays? Mm. Are you are you are you are you feeding your are you feeding that muscle, you know, consistently even when you're not working? Mm-hmm. You know, I think all of that's important. You know, if you're an actor, you know, it, it's a profession, right? It's it's a craft, right. it's something right. that you live and you breathe, right? right? You know, it's like you know, you can't be a doctor only when you're at the hospital operating on somebody, right? Mm-hmm. You still have to be continually studying. You still have to be keeping up with all the latest, the latest you know, yeah. in medicine and, and technology and how to yeah. uh, cure people and help people. That's all a part of being a doctor. You're going to seminars, you're going to events and, mm-hmm. you know, all that's a part of being a doctor, right? right. You're not going to call yourself a doctor only when you're operating on somebody. Right. 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 So to me, it's the same as that's being a an great actor. Point. Yeah. That's you know, so to me, it's the same as being an actor. If you're an actor, it's what you do. You know, it's not just only when you do it. Right. You know, mm, I love that. So I want to talk about, you know, um, I love authenticity, right? One of the things in coaching, and recently this has been happening, actors, right. either there's a terminology like an NCIS show I've coached, a mm-hmm. terminology, or um, there was a kid that I coached recently and there were three words that he didn't know. And it amazes me, especially being in this world of Google and Siri, look this up for me, that people don't do their due diligence and do research. Because I said to the actress, I said, do you know what this procedure is? And she said, no. And that was it. And I was like, so then what you need to do, (laughs) because if you don't understand what you're saying, Mm -hmm. you don't know how you're, how to say it. And there's no ownership and authenticity in it. Mm -hmm. So I love the fact that you say, you know, this is a daily practice. It isn't yes. like you said when you show up because, you know, now we're living in an age. I haven't been on set recently, but from my friends telling me that they're talking to mannequins, uh-huh. you know, so now you have to be yeah. conscious of the eye level. Right. right. And then yeah. you have to pull even though they have the actors standing next to the mannequin. Right. You have to pull that from the mannequin. Yeah. Yeah. And see, you know, that 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 raises the level. I think that raises the game. I mean, you know, it's it's you know, a part of, you know, when you're doing a scene with someone as an actor is when you're in that moment, you're able to draw off of what that person is doing, the you know, uh right. inflection, what that person is giving you. So it's yeah. give and take it's a very much, you know, a part of a give and take process, you know. Yeah. And that's what we try to recreate, you know, you know, when we're in the moment. And that's because that's what happens real, in real life. You don't know yeah. how they're going to react to what somebody is saying until they actually say it. Right. Right. And or how they say it. And um, so when you take that away, you know, now it's. <laughs> you got work. You got work. Yeah, you, you, got have some, to you got some serious work to do. You got some you serious create. work to do. And it's not about memorizing words on a piece of paper. No. You know, and so I think that in a lot of ways for the people who are very serious about the craft, I think that uh-huh. it, it, it will help to raise their game. Yeah. 
You know, I agree. So in this age of self tapes, what do you suggest to actors in terms of like, I put a breakdown out and it comes out today, Tuesday, and the tapes are due on Friday. What uh -huh. is your suggestion to actors in terms of getting those tapes to the casting director for any of your projects? Like one of the things that actors will always ask is, should I send my tape in right away or should I wait until Friday? And I think because I didn't grow up in self-tape, I grew up in right. live auditions. Uh -huh. So when I see self-tapes, we're talking in, depending upon the character, 200 to 2000. And right. so I know, and being totally transparent, it is not humanly possible for myself as a casting director and my assistant. You know, Elsa and I can't go through 2,000 uh -huh. self-tapes for one character. Yeah. So the thing is, should they send it in early? But this is like you said, your chops have got to be in, in order, you yeah. know, because you don't want to just send me are you really going to be able to see me if I send it in on Friday? You know, that's, that's a daunt. And it, it, that, that kind of goes back to my whole notion about seeing every, to me, that's, that's, that's no different than, you know, sitting in, you know, little Ripley grill Pearl studios and yep. looking at 200 people, you yeah. know, and then trying to kind of, you know, sift through who, you know, if I, if I sit there and look at 200 people, okay, maybe 20 of them are going to be even worth consideration. And then I got to look at those 20, and see who are really bringing, you know, bringing it to the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's kind of the same thing, you know, whether you're turning it in, turning it in, you know, on the day of the deadline or you're turning in your tape early. You know what I mean? I think that that's less important than if I have to sit there and watch everything. I think that that's less important than what you're bringing, what's on your tape. Right. You know? um, right. And I, I'm the type of person, I, I, I tend to go through tapes pretty quickly i think that that's one of the things that oh, that's I do, good that I, that I do like about the you know good. the self-tape process as opposed to the in in-person casting process yeah, where i have too. to sit there and look at somebody do the entire scene yeah i'm sitting in front of them and when yeah. i know right i know and i know within the first 30 seconds that that ain't it yeah you know but yeah. i still have to sit there and watch them through the whole scene when i'm when i'm getting tapes 30 seconds i know when i'm on to the next one I have to agree with you on that because, <laughs> you know, because sometimes you could be at a live audition, you know, back in the day when we used to, and a director would, it feels like just out of the kindness of their heart, some of them, they're like, oh, let them finish. And you know, they're not good. Yeah. And yeah. we don't have time. We don't have time for and that. I, I mean, and I, I do that too in the live process because I mean, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't want to discourage anybody's no. dreams. You know, I don't want to discourage agree. anybody putting yourself out in front of somebody you know, can be very vulnerable, you know, as an actor, you know, we, we deal with vulnerability all the time, you know what I mean? Right. Right. And, um, and so I don't want to crush anybody. Right. Um, because sometimes, you know, people can take it very sensitively, you know, you know, 30 seconds into Absolutely. it and they say, thank you. Uh, next. You yeah, know, yeah. And yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, and I always think back to, you know, myself and, you know, my, my story with Sydney. And so that, that right. that's always reflecting on me when I'm dealing with people in this business in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, as, as a live casting director, like uh -huh. that's why I have all, all my friends are actors because, you know, I did all the things as a casting director I wasn't supposed to do back then we were faxing. Uh -huh. I would stand and fax a script, yeah. fax a script <laughs> to somebody, but 
I think it's important because now there's so many changes in production that mm-hmm. I love looking through the tapes. I love looking at actors. Mm-hmm. However, I just think there's so many different time constraints now that I don't I didn't feel that I had, you know, right. prior in my casting career. Five minutes flew by us, Melvin. I got to have you come back on because I got the signal because, okay. man, I have a list of questions. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I would like to say if there are any jewels, nuggets, pearls that you want to drop on these actors and let them know what they need to be on this journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, like I said before, just understand where you want to go as an actor in this business. And if you have an idea of where you want to be, then your work ethic should reflect that. Mm. You know? And again, you know, that means that, you know, like I said before, being an actor is not just about when you have an audition or when you land a job. It's a muscle that you have to always continuously be building um, Mm. and always working on because, you know, you're going to need those tools to bring a certain level of offense. And all the roles are not going to be the same. Some roles are going to be more difficult than others. Right. Um, And so if you're constantly building that muscle, you're always going to be much closer to reaching that level of authenticity, no matter what role you get. So just constantly be working, you know, constantly be working on the craft. Wow. Well, I'm going to speak for my Spirit Actor <laughs> alumni and also for the audience that you were amazing and so thorough. Like, do you guys, I'm so glad we record these shows because I have to <laughs> go back and get the, get the knowledge. You were dropping some stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Mr. Melvin James. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank Yay! you. And now we will be back with the Spirited Actor podcast, my favorite class in session. And we're so blessed to still have Melvin James with us. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself, but we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road takes you. If you're taking on your adventure in a new 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination, the journey itself, or both, your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without even the need to connect your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go, 
The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to. Oh, uh, mom, this is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, mom. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and I am excited for my favorite segment, Class in Session. And you are still blessed to have director extraordinaire Melvin James with us. So this is how we play Melvin. We have Leanne Amato, who I call our writer in residence because she writes Uh all of the scenes. And okay. she will be um, reading the narrative. And then you have Miss Jalissa Capri and Mr. Samuel Bryce. And those are your spirited actors who are going to be performing. So after they're finished, I'm going to throw it to you, Melvin, and you could give them whatever you want to give them. Okay. Okay. All right. Are we ready, spirited actors? Ready. Okay. Leanne, it's on you. With an open heart. Interior, Chantel's car, day. Chantel freezes and panics all in one when her phone lights up with a FaceTime call from Chris. Hey. Hey, you. I saw you missed call the other day. Is everything okay? I just want to make sure I called you back. Oh, I mean, you didn't have to. I just heard about the storm that it hit, and I just wanted to make sure that you were okay. That's all. He smiles at her. You stayed the same. Sweet Chantel. <laughs> I'm well, though. I got out of town and I'm away in the Hamptons, so all is even better for me. How are you, though? I'm good. I mean, everything is great. <laughs> They're both quiet. I heard our song the other day. <laughs> wow. I haven't heard it in the longest. We sang <laughs> that thing on repeat the whole drive the day it dropped. <laughs> you look great. Everything she wanted to hear from him. Thank you. So do you. Another moment of silence. Hey, I always told myself if I had another chance to talk to you that I wanted to share something. Yeah, go ahead. Even though what we had was short-lived, you had a really big impact on me. You made me feel worth it. So thank you. Thank you for being so present and attentive. It really stood out to me. And you are special to me. I miss it. Wow. Thank you. I really grew a lot with you. And thanks for being so understanding about all this. Yeah. I mean, you made things easy when you could have made him hot. Um, hey, I have to go. I have company coming over, and uh, it was really nice to catch up. We see his new girl, Alexis, walk in the door with groceries in hand. Chantal's heart drops. I, um, I- I'll let you go. He hangs up. Same. 
Wow. Thank you, Leanne. Wow. Okay, uh, Melvin, it's on you. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> for, uh, I'm going to start with uh, Jaleesa. Really, really, really good job. You were completely in the moment. I, you know, it's interesting to me when I, when I watch actors and what I look for is, again, that authenticity. And I don't want to see acting. I didn't see any acting with you. It was, it was, it was real, you know, and um, I mean, that's <laughs> you did a really good job. You know what I mean? I think that also it, it seemed like you studied the material a little mm -hmm. more. I don't know if that's, if you got these guys got this beforehand or if you were kind of just, you know, we just got it today. <laughs> got it, well, that's even more impressive. That's even more impressive. So kudos to you. I mean, way to be in the moment. The authenticity was was definitely there. I believed every, I believed every choice that you made. I completely believed every choice that you made. And um, and so, again, you know, it 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 is the testament to how you're choosing to build yourself as an actor and and to build that muscle. You know, so um, if you approach every audition like that, you'll be just fine, girl. <laughs> you know what I mean, Samuel. Mm -hmm. A good job. I think that were you reading it? Yes. Yeah. And so, first of all, I could tell. Now mm -hmm. you you didn't do a bad job, but one of the things that I always tell actors about being off book, and I understand that you guys just got the material today, is that you can't think and act at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't be thinking and acting at the same time. You gotta, in order for you to be in the moment, in order for you to to bring a level of authenticity to a character, you have to be living in that character moment to moment, right? right. And you know, I always say the only reason why we memorize the words is so we can forget the words, right? And I think that probably what you have to do is is to continue to build that muscle so that when you're when you're thrown into situations like this because this is like a cold read right so when you're thrown into situations where you're where you have to do cold reads such as such as this your muscle is so strong that you're able to click and jump into a, a certain level of authenticity into that character right off the bat right mm -hmm. but again it just comes with it, it, it comes with you know building that muscle and and working on material constantly even like I said, when you're not auditioning and then when you're not, even when you don't have a job, right? To just mm -hmm. continuously building that muscle because you're going to be in moments like this sometimes where it's cold reads and you're expected to really just bring your A game, you know? Um, because what happens is when, when that muscle is not as strong as it should be, you are kind of just pretend you know it, it 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 pulls you back into pretending to be someone as opposed to authentically being someone because you have to think you have to think when you're when you're when you're not there you're right you know you don't it, it it doesn't afford you the opportunities to really reflect on what a person is saying to you and how they're saying to you like she was giving you a lot she was giving you a lot and I saw a lot of opportunities where as an actor when you feed off another actor, you know, she was giving you a lot of red meat there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and, and so, um, you know, just continue to do stuff like this and continue to build that muscle and uh, you'll be fine. 
but it wasn't a bad. I don't want you to think that you did a bad job. I don't, I don't think it was a bad job. I just think mm -hmm. that when you kind of get in situations where you're working, uh, uh, you know, opposite another actor who brought the, who brought it the way that she did. By contrast, you know, you you kind of really you kind of really notice. Mm -hmm. Excellent. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, one of the things that I suggest, Melvin, is mm -hmm. that actors constantly pick up scenes and do yes. cold readings because the, where it applies is mm -hmm. in a callback. Because I mean, in an audition, yeah. when you're mm -hmm. so great and the director leans over and says, oh, you know, give them this, it's a bigger role. You got to right. come back and make us feel that we're dealing with an actor as opposed mm -hmm. to you studied really hard on that. And then yeah. that's why, you know, so reading is 99.9% .9 of your gig mm -hmm. every day aloud. That's my, that's my mantra. Well, yeah. I want to thank you again, Melvin James. Thank and, you. And I want to thank you for all of the pearls and the nuggets that you just gave them now, because, you know, it definitely, it's something for actors to hold on to. You uh -huh. know, it's very rare that they get this type of feedback. All right, everybody, put your hands together once again for director extraordinaire. And I'm so proud to call him my friend, director Melvin James. Thank you, guys. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you, Melvin. You're going to be Thank back. Trust. <laughs> and we'll be back on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and I'll be giving love. And now it's time for Give Love. So I took Soraya to the park the other day and she asked me, why is it that adults forget how to play when they're adults? And I was like, why would you ask me that? She said, because adults are so serious. Like, they'll play with you for a minute and then they go back to being adult. Grandma, when I grow up, am I not going to play anymore? Don't lose sight of being a child. Don't lose sight of that kid in you. As adults, we still need to play, we still need to laugh, and more importantly, and especially during these times, we have to find a way to have fun. Allow yourself to give you permission to be a child. Stop being so serious. Have a laugh today. Nurture the child in you. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited Podcast. Thank you. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber Teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber Teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details.